RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, the Hong Kong-Singapore travel bubble will begin on November the 22nd. Hong Kong residents returning from Guangdong and Macau are to be exempt from quarantine here on November the 23rd. And from Monday, a new government coronavirus app will be available for downloading. A maximum of 200 Hong Kong people a day will be allowed to travel to Singapore from November the 22nd, as authorities confirm details of a long-awaited travel bubble. The Secretary for Commerce and Economic Development, Edward Yao, says there'll be a designated flight and travellers must test negative for the coronavirus within 72 hours of boarding. He says if untraceable COVID-19 cases surge either in Hong Kong or Singapore, the arrangement will be suspended for two weeks. Mr Yao says passengers will have to take coronavirus test pre-departure and on arrival back in the SAR. It's a double assurance, both pre-departure and upon arrival. The second is it is uh, being conducted in a bubbled flight, meaning that well that, that flight is dedicated for these two destinations without mixing up any transit passengers. And in fact, the, the pilot, the air crew member will also follow the same principle. So these are two control measures, making sure that well there is a safe passage between these two places mm-hmm. through the arrangement. The coronavirus test will also be needed to board in Singapore if a person doesn't return within 72 hours of the pre-departure test. Speaking at the same press conference, the Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, announced tighter coronavirus restrictions as the global situation worsens. She said travellers flying into Hong Kong from Friday, apart from those coming from the mainland, must do 14 days hotel quarantine. Currently, the rules apply to people coming from 15 high-risk countries. The Singaporean Transport Minister, Ong Yi Kung, said the transport bubble reflected the hard work put in by both governments in fighting the disease. This is as close as it gets to cross-border travel pre-COVID-19. And it is only possible because both Singapore and Hong Kong, we have successfully controlled the spread of COVID-19. Over time, once we gain confidence, we will review the scheme with a view to expand it further. Reaction to the travel bubble from Singaporeans was mixed. Here's Vicky Wong. Many were critical that those travelling from Singapore to Hong Kong would need to do another COVID test on arrival, but Hong Kongers arriving in Singapore would not be subjected to the same requirement. One person said before the pandemic, it was possible to get a return flight for 200 Singapore dollars, adding now they would have to pay triple that amount just for tests. Some Singaporeans said the bubble was a bad idea and that both cities would just be opening themselves to more imported cases. Others raised questions about what would happen if they tested negative at departure but positive on arrival in Hong Kong. Major tour operator has welcomed the travel bubble, saying it plans to run a four-day tour to Singapore on November the 23rd. Yun Chun-ning, executive director of WWPKG Holdings, said the trip would cost around $6,000 and that would include the three tests required. Going for a four-day, three-night trip to Singapore usually costs around three to 4000 depends on the uh, first of the level of the accommodation, right? So with an extra of $2,000 medical cost, it will around raise in 50% of the uh, overall traveling budget. So, yeah, I, I think it's acceptable. And in addition, like people have been staying in Hong Kong for a long time, right? So I think the eagerness to travel, if they can afford it, the $2,000 won't, won't affect them too much. But many people on the street here did not sound too enthusiastic about the travel bubble. 
I don't have medical insurance in Singapore, and I I I can't see we have any needs for to go go there. We suppose it's very expensive.、Uh, not only the air flight fee,、uh, also the testing fee, the med insurance fee, and unfortunately, if unfortunately we have、uh, got some COVID in Singapore, and we have to pay the local, we don't have the local medical insurance. Singapore is not too much difference from Hong Kong, <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't yeah. risk. Yeah, Japan opens. We may consider.、Yeah. I think I've no things. No. Why?、Uh, no, not necessary at the moment. Worry about the situation during the travel, during the air trip journey. Oh. I I would be interested, but no opportunity for now. Like it's just not the problem with coronavirus, but my documents. So. What about the cost? Do you think、uh, it's worthwhile to spend around two thousand Hong Kong dollars to two thousand to do the tests? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Not too expensive. That's fine. <laughs> the government has also announced that Hong Kong people coming from Guangdong Province and Macau will be exempted from quarantine from November the twenty-third. Director of Special Duties at the Constitutional Mainland Affairs Bureau, Tommy Yoon, said this number will be restricted to five thousand per day. People must apply online and test negative for the coronavirus. He said the quota could be lifted later. Having a quota there is simply because of our wish. To ensure that the boundary control points are handled or are operated in an orderly manner, without overcrowding and without increasing the health or exposure risk in that area. So, once the operation of this scheme is smooth and in place, technically, if the boundary control points are sort of smooth sailed all around. There is no need for any quota at all. From Monday, people in Hong Kong can download the new government app that will notify them if any place they have visited later has coronavirus cases. The Secretary for Innovation and Technology, Alfred Sitz, says the Leave Home Safe app is voluntary, doesn't require registration, and no data will be stored on government databases. A specialist in respiratory medicine says upper respiratory tract infections are common in children every year, but perhaps more cases are being reported because the public is on the alert amid the coronavirus pandemic. Dozens of schools have recently reported outbreaks. Dr. Leung Chi Chu from the Medical Association told RTHK that the cooler temperatures helped spread upper respiratory infections. Lower temperature、uh, will favor、uh, the survival of the virus in the environment. These respiratory infections tend to be more active、uh, during the colder,、uh, cooler, and or colder、uh, autumn and winter seasons. For many of the endemic、uh, respiratory virus infections,、uh, they tend to affect the children more because、uh, they、uh, have、uh, less chance of to be exposed to the endemic viruses. Liberal Party leader Felix Chung says he believes media reports that Beijing may interpret and deliver a ruling today on the Basic Law, following rumours it wants to oust at least four pro-democracy lawmakers. It will be the second interpretation since 2016. The rest of the pan-democrats in Mexico have vowed to resign en masse if any of them are unseated. Mr. Chung from the pro-government Liberal Party said it would be unhealthy for Hong Kong to have no opposition voices in Mexico.
And reports suggest that China's top legislative body will make patriotism a legal requirement for Hong Kong lawmakers. Pacific Party leader Alvin Yang, who's said to be one of the four position members that Beijing wants disqualified, says he has no idea how that could or would work legally. How are you going to measure it? If they're offended, does it mean that you have to fulfill A, B, C, and D requirements? And who will be there to judge? A judge in the court or a returning officer? or the president of Lachico, or the chief executive. We do not know. And if you look around the world, uh, at least in the modern world, in the civilized societies, uh, have you seen any other countries that impose similar requirements? Well, I don't think so. President-elect Joe Biden says President Trump's refusal to concede defeat is an embarrassment that will reflect poorly on his legacy. Mr Biden's comments came amidst continuing assertions by President Trump without providing any supporting evidence that last week's vote was marred by fraud. Here's Mr Biden. We are already beginning the transition. We're well underway. And uh, the ability for the administration in any way by failure to recognize our win does not change the dynamic at all in what we're able to do. We're going to be going, moving along in a consistent manner, putting together our administration, the White House, and nothing's going to stop that. Speaking earlier, the U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said there would be a transition to a second Trump administration. There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. All right, we're we're ready. The the world is watching what's taking place here. We're going to count all the votes. When the process is complete, there'll be electors selected. There's a process. The Constitution lays it out pretty clearly. The world should have every confidence. The Danish government has admitted there was no legal basis for a mass cull of farmed mink that it ordered after a mutated version of the coronavirus was found in the animals. Prime Minister Mette Frederiksen apologised in Parliament. Government had warned the effectiveness of any future vaccine could be affected by the mutation. Meanwhile, more than 15,000 mink in the United States have died of the coronavirus since August, and authorities are keeping about a dozen farms under quarantine while they investigate the cases. U.S. Supreme Court justices have signaled they're unlikely to strike down the Affordable Care Act, better known as Obamacare, after hearing arguments to invalidate the law brought by Texas and other Republican-led states and joined by the Trump administration. A lawyer representing the House of Representatives, Donald Verily, mounted this defense of the act. In view of all that has transpired in the past decade, the litigation before this court, the battles in Congress, the profound changes in our health care system, only an extraordinarily compelling reason could justify judicial invalidation of this law at this late date. Respondents' arguments in this case are anything but. They should be rejected. Chinese e-commerce giant Alibaba Group says orders exceeded 56 billion U.S. dollars by mid-morning during its Singles Day mega shopping festival. Comes a week after Alibaba lost almost 76 billion of its market value following China's suspension of Ant Group's IPO, the financial technology firm of which Alibaba owns a third. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,290. That's 10 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at 147 billion dollars. Currencies, U.S. dollars trading 105.11 yen. The euro stands at 1 U.S. dollar and 18 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 28 cents. Sport now, and here's Asim Cheung. The Hong Kong swimmer Siobhan Hawhey continues to dominate the International Swimming League in Budapest, where she's broken her own Asian record for a second time this month. 
competing in the women's 200-meter freestyle for the French team Energy Standard, Hahi clocked 1 minute 51.19. That's 23 hundredths of a second faster than her previous mark. She also won the race by more than two and a half seconds. In total, the 23-year-old has broken an Asian record six times in almost a month of competition in the ISL. She's done it three times in both the 100 freestyle and the 200. On to cricket now, the Mumbai Indians have won the Indian Premier League for the fifth time. They beat the first-time finalists, the Delhi Capitals, by five wickets behind closed doors in Dubai. The West Indies captain Kyron Pollard has been playing for Mumbai every season since 2010. It's a great feeling. It means a lot. Um, I haven't been here for 11 years. Um, fifth trophy. I think you know it's fantastic. You know the work that goes on behind the scenes. You know no one sees the preparations, the planning, and to come out and actually deliver on the field. Um, it's pressure. Yes, to play for a big franchise like this, but you can only get better as an individual. You know if you take everything on board and you take it with a pinch of salt and you take it positive. In golf, the U.S. Open champion Bryson DeChambeau says courses may have to adapt in the future as players become more powerful. DeChambeau, who's worked out in the gym to add 18 kilos in weight, hits the ball further than his rivals and won September's U.S. Open on a demanding winged foot course in New York by six shots. He's threatening to do the same at the rescheduled Masters, which tees off Thursday at Augusta. Well, I think people would realize that hitting it farther is definitely an easier way to play the game. Um, I'm sure people would react to it, but at the end of the day, I'm only going to play under the rules of golf, and I'll always try and do my best to play under those rules in the best way possible. Like I adapt to the rules of golf, to the golf courses, I think the golf courses are going to slowly adapt to, to what we're doing. In baseball, Kevin Cash has been named the American League Manager of the Year after guiding the Tampa Bay Rays to the World Series during a pandemic-shortened season. The Rays won 40 of 60 games in the regular season under Cash, who was roundly criticized for pulling his ace Blake Snell in the sixth inning of a decisive Game 6 of the World Series against the champions LA Dodgers. The National League honors went to Don Mattingly, who led the Miami Marlins to their first playoff appearance since 2003. The club also survived a COVID-19 outbreak that halted their season and ravaged the roster. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, top stories once again. The Hong Kong-Singapore travel bubble will begin on November the 22nd. And the Hong, and Hong Kong residents returning from Guangdong and Macau will be exempt from quarantine here from November the 23rd. And that's the news from RTHK. <laughs> Much more I have to say Help me 
afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday, the 11th of November is today's date. First of all, many thanks to Phil for this morning's Morning Brew. We really have a jam-packed program today. I hope to think that there's something for everyone. Uh, We'll be hearing from some of the authors uh, featured in this year's Hong Kong International Literary Festival. First of all, Radio 3's Anne-Marie Evans will be talking to Les Bird, who is a former Marine police commander, who's written a memoir called A Small Band of Men about his 20-year career in the Marine police, ranging from the mid-1970s until the handover. So that'll be in a few minutes or so. And uh, after 1.30, we'll be chatting with local poet and educator, Tim Tim Chang about the inspirations behind her work. And after the two o'clock news, Rana Mitter, a professor of history